Just let me know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Uh, yep. Awesome. Tia, if that was, I'm just going to turn your audio down just a very little bit. All right, everybody. Is that my audio? Awesome. Awesome. Just making sure. Everybody, we're just going to um, go in alphabetical order. It's one question at a time. Please mute yourself after you received your answer just to give everyone that quality. <laughs> uh, Melody, we're going to start with you. We're going to follow with Rick, Stephanie, and then Tia. All right. Let's just All go. Right. Thank you. This is roundtable two, group eight. Hi, Daniel. Um, what Hi. initially drew you to the Weeping Monk character? Um, well, there were, were a couple of things. One was uh, Tom and I had sat down and, and talked about who he was um, and what his kind of backstory was and, and how he had come to be the way he was. And I was very interested in that. Um, I was very interested in um, in him telling a story of somebody without words, you know, and having to um, kind of have a, narrate a human being without using any expression of kind of saying what's happened, but, but, but uh, to kind of let that be an internal process that you watch and then an added kind of thing of um frank frank miller's kind of aesthetic and mind and i think all of those put together I, I was just very intrigued by this world and and by what they were going to do and i was very interested in in kind of being this um, very misunderstood enigmatic character that that uh, it doesn't do it doesn't say a lot you know that was kind of my all those things made me kind of go yeah i'd like to do that rick go ahead hi uh, yeah rick marshall from uh, digital trends um so uh with this character here you you had a career that's gone from really early on to movie like uh, Immortals um, with crazy effects and that sort of thing to doing a lot of stage productions now as well and a lot of smaller, uh, more personal sort of things. Where does, uh, where does Cursed fit in for you? How did you change the way you approach things with something like Cursed where it's sort of a mix between the characters and big effects type things? Yeah, I think, um, I think that uh, when I first uh, kind of started Rick, I was amazed at how big the production was for this, you know, like it's insane studio space and, and the locations and, and what they built. Um, and so the scale of it was so massive and the, 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 the kind of aesthetic of it had been thought of uh, in such detail. I mean, my costume, for example, was, was, was just, I mean, stuff that you don't even see, but that is so detailed from the lacing to the kind of patterning and, and, and the materials used. And then I was aware that there were just, that this was a big world that I was entering. And, um, and so within that huge world, it then becomes really important to kind of make, um, it, it, it's important to make it the character 
live in that world you know and sometimes that can be very difficult you know you have to kind of really give the um the character his backstory you know you have to kind of fight for your your character in some way in this world and you have to find what how he fits into the jigsaw of this massive production and so uh you do have to approach it a bit differently you know you you have to be a bit bigger um and a bit more kind of give yourself up to it a little bit more than than you would um and uh and make sure i mean i remember working the first day with uh with with um father carden played by peter mullen and uh you know he he kind of had this whole thing you know this grand thing and i remember thinking okay right we're really in this you know to, to match that we've really got to go you know we've got to both go into this um and there's a commitment to it you know you just have to commit yourself to it and that was uh that was definitely like edward the day the first day we were shooting i just thought okay right you just got to commit and and it may be you know totally wrong but there's you can't you can't do anything but commit Thank you very much. Yeah. Stephanie, you may follow. Hi, I'm Stephanie from Geeks Worldwide. So um, bouncing off of what you mentioned um, to do with the detailing on the costume, so it does look quite authentic to the period and also like it might be a bit difficult to move in. So is there any challenge in moving around when it came to fight scenes and that sort of stuff? Oh, Stephanie, it was a mad, mad costume. I mean, it was beautiful and like it took an hour and a half to lace up my boots and my um, the hood and the thing, you know, and it's stunning in, if, when you, can you put it on and it weighs a lot. But there are a few things that like, you know, it, a, it gets wet. And so when it gets wet and muddy and you're trailing it around, it, it, get, it puts on an extra like five, six, seven pounds. And so you kind of end up kind of getting tossed around by this cape. And then um, you, I'm also like, uh, you you can't balance very well because you're you know you're con con constantly off kilter and you can't see you know so all of those things together are, is my way of being of having the excuse of not uh, having lots of outtakes of me falling over because this thing was like you know you can't when you can't see anybody um you it can really like mess with your equilibrium so I was there's a lot of me like stepping people would step on my cloak and you'd kind of woof, you know get pulled back or you would uh, my sword would kind of get lost in tangle of cloak and you know uh, my hood and so I was quite a deadly deadly kind of um, actor to work with because either I would stab you with my sword or, or, or you would end up kind of tugging me around so the whole thing was uh it looks cool on, on camera, but there's definitely plenty of outtakes of me looking less than cool. Yeah, you may follow. I'm just going to interrupt really quickly, Danielle. Oni was just asking if you can speak up just a little bit. Oh. Just a little bit. You don't have to turn anything up. If you can just speak up a little bit just to make sure the audio is good. Okay. Cool. You may go ahead. Cool. Um, my name is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. Daniel, fantastic job all around. Um, 
the weeping monk is such a dark character causes so much carnage throughout season one was there ever a scene that you felt was a little difficult to film say emotionally morally anything like that um not i guess because i knew where um i had talked um with tom about where what had happened beforehand so there was a sense that like um he how was devoid of any empathy or any um ability to relate and so once you're in that headspace i guess everything morally becomes acceptable you know because you there is no sense of the of and and in order to get there there must have been an insane amount of trauma right so to to be completely irrelated like that so um uh i never found anything particularly like morally difficult because i was just like well this is what i think of as survival you know and then um and then by the by the end i think what what is interesting about the script is um there are certain lines that he won't cross so he won't ever kill a child um but you see why you kind of understand why that is because in some kind of Jungian, um, Freudian thing, there is a sense of his own child being the thing that he's protecting or whatever. So there was, a, I was something kind of cool about that. And, I, and I'm, I was interested by like what that line was. You know, he could do anything. He could kill any, anything. But like a, a, a child that looked like him or whatever, he couldn't, he couldn't do that. And so uh, there was something kind of like psychologically interesting about that. Um, so, and, and playing those characters, all you have to do to kind of get around any moral thing is just to understand how someone will get like that, you know? So I was like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you, thank you. All right, Melanie, you may follow. Did you find that it was a very collaborative environment with the directors and writers? And then as an actor, were you able to give creative input regarding your character? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it actually really was. I think um, I think Tom Tom and Frank had come up with a framework of what this uh, looked like, and and obviously the book. But it, I I had certain things that I really wanted for the character. You know, like I took out a lot of his lines because I just didn't want him to talk as much. Um, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was very. Um, I didn't think we needed them to tell his story. So Tom was really great about that. He just went and he agreed with me and we just took him out. And um, <clears throat> that was really cool. Like I, I felt like he trust, he kind of trusted me to, to know that, to know that I wasn't kind of um, trying to get out of learning lines or, you know, trying to shirk my responsibility, but I, but that I felt that I knew I'd, I'd kind of work. I had to, it took me a while to work out who he was, but I, I felt like I could work it out. And and he and I had talked a lot about um, who he was and, and how he expressed himself. And therefore, I think he, he kind of left it to me to be able to go and, and, and do it. Um, but, but, but largely that's because I don't say a lot. And also I, I kind of come in at various moments. Um, so I feel like he kind of left left that to me a little bit and so that was that was a nice responsibility 
Go ahead, Rick. Yeah. Um, so when you're uh, uh, approaching a character like this where there is some background for it, uh, there is a book um, with art even in it here. Did yeah. you, uh, did that present sort of a, was that challenging? Did you approach it looking at the fact that there is drawings of characters, there's art that you can kind of base things from. Um, yeah. How does that change your approach to things? And did you feel any sort of obligation to make it look like the art? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I, this is going to sound bad, but I largely take all of that stuff and kind of, I, I try and understand what the, the essence of it is, you know, and then and then throw it all away because you you have to kind of get the essence, the, whatever the essence is, hopefully by casting you or, or trusting you with it, you, they know that you have that essence. And so um, like with any kind of character, you it becomes yours because you play into some degree of, of that, being your character and then allowing um, allowing the expression from there to, to be whatever it is and to be yours. Um, and so I, I'd read the manuscript, I'd read part, part of the scripts and um, and largely actually the ideas of, of Tom kind of con coincided what my ideas were. We talked a little bit about a movie called Seven Samurai. Um, Kurosawa movie who to, and this the, the his one there's a scene in it where he this guy's like running at him he just kind of he the hero of the story just does one movement and, and kills this man and um it's a very iconic scene and, and I we kind of talked about that being his his expression you know he, the way he was in his soul and I really liked that I could take that and then kind of run with it and um so so I, I kind of understood him through some of the images that Tom and I talked about but but largely yeah I, I kind of took the story and and then kind of ran with my own version of it thank you yeah Stephanie you can follow so the um the weeping monk is not a character that was in the original legend. It's more of a modern addition to it. So um how do you feel this character adds to the um like the legend as a whole and how the audience might resonate with the story? Yeah. Um now he's not he's not a, obviously an original character, although his um as you find out toward the end, his um backstory has some involvement with the original story so there is there's a bit of a challenge to bring his uh original life to this story um but it's quite nice to be able to um play a character that that has no preconceptions about them you know you kind of get to play around in that um and the audience get to kind of believe it for a while um so uh i think it's kind of an interesting an interesting character and then uh, as more gets revealed you, you see why he's kind of caught up in this in this world which makes it it just adds another layer to him and and uh and the storytelling that's going on Go ahead, 
Um, yeah, so without any spoilers, the, we find something out in the last episode of the season. Were you originally aware of this when you first got the script, or was it something that you had learned later, perhaps while filming? No, I, I knew. I knew. So I, I, knew, I knew where he'd end up. I just knew I had a certain amount of scenes to get there um, without a lot of words and that was always like a really that was like what I really liked about it is like I've got to get from here to here um and I've got maybe six lines to get there um and a load of other expressions but uh so uh, that was my challenge I, I really really liked that I really liked I, I like the surprise you know I like I like subverting an idea of what we think of certain characters and um, so the reveal at the end just gives you, gives gave me some a, a direction to go in, you know. Yeah, I like the reveal too. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Melody, uh, what was the most challenging scene for your character? Um, well, the final the final episode was really challenging um only because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things that come there's a lot of things that kind of come to the fore for him so there's a very physical moment and then an emotional moment that all meet each other and so the last the last episode is is challenging because it's it's a hard thing to, to kind of physically be run down into the ground and to get somewhere. And then on top of that, for an emotionality to, to out of somebody that's so bound to get to, to that point, um, takes a lot out of you. You know, you're, you're physically and you're mentally been holding on to this thing. And the last few scenes, you have to kind of express a sense of, a leaking out of of your true self, which is uh, which is always challenging and really hard to do a lot. So the last scenes are like, you know, we've done ten months at that point. I mean, it was one of the last days. So your sense of like, wow, this is ten months of working with this and going through this and keeping keeping the secret, keeping who he is, and keeping um, this whole thing. Uh, kind of under wraps and then it leaking out at the end and that's you know it's fun I mean it's great fun but it's tough well uh, can you tell me a little bit about the um, experience of working with Netflix on this because they have a very different uh, sort of approach when they release everything you know all at once and it's a little bit different from you know working on normal productions uh, for TV or broadcast or film yeah I mean, they were, they were, Netflix, I felt, were, were really great on this. They, um, they largely kind of gave us the platform and the, the resources to make this story. And then um, I think I've done a really good job in, in promoting and, and kind of um, putting great collaborators together, you know, Tom and Frank and then great costume people. You know, they, they kind of, Netflix have a, an ability to put together um, some amazing kind of par partnerships and collaborations. And it's kind of one of the cool things about 
working with a with a, with a company not like Netflix is they can you know if something isn't working they can bring in somebody who's you know done something spectacular on their other show and you know bring bring that person in to collaborate with you know so there's there's a reason why they know what they're doing you know they've got great contacts and then they they just have enough resources to be able to really promote talented artists and put them together and that's uh i think that's really like the benefit of, of of having a huge company like that um put something together is that they can bring together people and you know pay people to uh to to kind of you tap into their artistic brain and, and and kind of come up with something and i think that's that's what i felt i've worked with netflix on a, on a few things and and so i've always felt like they they're very kind of hands-on and hard hands-off in the, in the right way and they kind of allow put people together and then kind of let it let you collaborate so that's kind of cool thank you very much yeah all right everybody that was time. So thank you very much you guys did great awesome.